the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back as we head into hour two, six zero two five zero eight zero nine six zero is the number if you'd like to join uh, join the uh, join the show or put an issue on the table or follow up on anything we're talking about. Six zero two fifty eighty nine sixty. The White House has now released a few excerpts of what the president plans to say tonight in Philadelphia. Um, it's risible to say the least. One of the things he'll say, so tonight I have come here to the place where it all began to speak plainly to the nation about the threats we face, about the power we have in our own hands to meet those threats, and about the incredible future that lies in front of us if only we choose it. Question, is this all now over the 1619 Project? Is this now back to Philadelphia in 1776, the place where it all began? Or is it the sixteen, or or is it uh, in Virginia, where in sixteen nineteen, America's true founding took place, which is what the Democratic Party and the rest of the left and academia in America wanted us to believe. That would be an interesting question for Joe Biden. You said this is the place where it all began, but your compatriots in the Democratic Party and on the left and in your support and your supporters have the sixteen nineteen project telling us the country truly began in our real founding date is 1619 in Virginia, not based on freedom and equality, but rather slavery. Another thing the president has to say, MAGA forces are determined to take this country backwards, backwards to an America where there is no right to choose, no right to privacy, no right to contraception, no right to marry who you love. Let's just think that through. To an America where there is no right to choose. Is California part of America? Is New York part of America? Is Illinois part of America? Is Pennsylvania, the state he is going to be in, part of an America? Part of America? An America where there is no right to choose. Do understand what the Dobbs decision he's referring to did. It took this very tough issue, this very tendentious issue of abortion away from the hands of nine people to decide it for the rest of the country and put it in the hands of over 7,200 people. That is to say the state legislatures and state legislators in every state. To me, that's more choice about the right to choose, not less. No right to privacy? What the hell is he talking about? Was it our FBI that invaded the homes and targeted political and IRS that targeted political opponents or is it the Democratic Party's FBI and IRS that targets and invades the privacy of political opponents what the heck is he talking about no right to privacy who does the unmasking the liberal media and the liberal leakers at the Department of Justice or the Republicans no right to contraception what is he talking about Find me the Republican who says there's no right to contraception, no right to marry who you love. 
I know that it's popular to say that Pete Buttigieg is the first gay cabinet member in a presidential administration, or at least the first openly gay cabinet member in a presidential administration. News for the media. News for the media. Check out the director of national intelligence for Donald Trump, Rick Grinnell. He was the first. No right to marry who you love. I, I, I'm worried that people are going to buy this crud. He goes on, another excerpt, quote, For a long time, we've reassured ourselves that American democracy is guaranteed. But it is not. We have to defend it, protect it, stand up for it, each and every one of us. For a long time, we've reassured ourselves that, Amer- that American democracy is guaranteed. We have to defend it, protect it, stand up for it. Sounds an awful lot like Ronald Reagan from 1961 to 1982, who talked about how freedom can disappear in one generation because it's not passed down in the bloodstream, but rather has to be taught and fought for, lest our children and our children's children will be telling their grandparents in their sunset years what freedom once was in a country like the United States of America. He's now just stealing from Ronald Reagan. Jonah Goldberg, who I'm not apt to quote very much, but as they say, even a broken clock can be right twice a day, writes this, and he is right as a broken clock is twice a day. Going by the experts, excuse me, I need my glasses, going by the excerpts of the White House's pre-spin, there really is no reason to call this an official presidential address. There is no news. Joe Biden will announce no new policy. It's basically breaking news. The president has an opinion about the other party that serves his political interests. That's indeed right. We have a lot more to say about this in a few moments. First, in a few moments. First, let's go to John in Peoria. Hello, John. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. How are you? I, I'm a little uh, I'm a little far sighted today. I forgot my reading glasses. Other than that, I'm okay. Oh, oh that's great. Hey, that was an excellent um, presentation at um, uh, Uncle Tom too. And and I always want to thank you for recognizing the veterans and the law enforcement. That's very kind of you. And one thing I want it's to It's very out, kind of them. It's the easiest thing to do. Gosh, John, you're nice to point it out, but I got to say it's it's just it's the hardest thing for them and the easiest thing for me, you know. I but bless you for saying that. And yes, let's take the moment and to you recognize always do it. it too. Yep. Well, yeah, and I think they always are there for us. Yeah. Thank you for noticing, but thanks goes to them, really. One thing I did notice, one thing I did notice is that uh, <laughs> there were a few of us there out of that big crowd. I thought that too, John. I thought that too. Um, usually in our crowds, we see a little more, don't we? You're right to. I didn't think of it until you just mentioned it. But I mean, I thought of it at the time, but I didn't really. I didn't really take it with me until you just mentioned it again. Um, maybe it was just the timing or the day. But let's keep our eyes open for that. It's sad when you ask them to stand, the, the first responders and the veterans and the active service, and, and it's, a fewer, it's fewer and fewer people in the audience. You were right to notice that. I noticed it then. I forgot about it. I'm glad you brought it back up. Well, thank you. 
here's what I want to say, Seth. You know I'm a retired uh, federal agent. Yes, uh, I do. I won't say which uh, organization I belong to in the Justice Department, but trust me, my friend, it is sad to see how dirty, I mean literally dirty, the FBI has gotten. You know, if I or some of my fellow agents in my time did that, we'd be in jail some of the tricks that these guys are pulling. I have questions for you, John. I have questions for you. And I won't make you. Uh, I won't make you unmask your uh, where you were uh, when you were serving in um, in the uh, on behalf of us. But Joe Biden says this, but everyone says this. It, it and it and I think it's eminently true that you know good law enforcement folks resent bad law enforcement folks. Good cops hate dirty cops. I I, I think that's a fair thing to say. And um, it is. And and so it raises this question about the FBI right now, because it's our movement and it's our party that wants to black back the blue and wants to support law enforcement. It's what makes all of this such a head scratcher. How do you deal with that kind of, shall we say, moral conundrum when it comes to the FBI? I mean, you have to bring it out into the light. You do. I mean, you have to speak the truth. Yeah. Yeah. I'm you remember back in the 70s in uh, New York? Well, I don't know if you would remember that, but back in the 70s in New York when Serpico uh, yeah. exposed a lot yeah. of the rot that was in yeah. uh, in the New York Police Department. That's you know? right. That's right. It, That's it's right. got to be brought out into the light of day. I mean, yeah, it's sad. Yeah, uh, but... I mean, it gives I, us I no pleasure. It. it gives us no pleasure because we want, obviously, all of law enforcement, which includes federal as well as state and local, right? We want all of them to be nonpartisan, nonjudgmental, uh, not racist, not crooked, not corrupt. We want all of that. But there is no other way to see it. It is ineluctably true that something is rotten at the FBI. And it may be just the top. I don't know. It may be just the top. I can't tell, but something is rotten. And hearings, speaking of the 70s, like they did with the CIA, remember Frank Church and the CIA hearings? Something like that needs to happen with the FBI, doesn't it? No, absolutely. And here's here's the thing, too, Seth. Hold hold the thought, buddy. Hold the thought. i got to take a commercial break. Not not, not anything I can control. Stay with me. I'll let you respond on the the other side of the break. I'm Seth Liebson. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. John and Peoria, thank you for your patience, sir. You uh, wanted to make a follow-up point or so. Yeah, I I was saying maybe it's the composition of the type of personnel they're hiring now, attorneys and accountants, as opposed to real criminal investigators. Back in my day, they hired a lot of police officers, and I know that for a fact, there are a lot of police officers who were detectives, were criminal investigators, you know, that weren't political people. I mean, it's unbelievable. I think politics has just seeped into it uh, in an insidious type of way. Well, I have no doubt. I have no doubt with the yeah. I have no doubt with the questionnaires and the kind of uh, human resources training they're put through. That um, that that politics or at least political correctness at a minimum, John, right at a minimum, political correctness is infusing all of the federal agencies, including the FBI. 
Absolutely. I mean, how could someone like Stroke and Page, you know, exist openly and notoriously in doing what they were doing with no one, you know, saying a peep or a word about it until, you know, we got our hands on it? I mean, that that I think I think it's like this, uh, John, a little bit. Uh, I think, you know, a school, think of a school and the culture of a school. It's set by the principal. Right. The culture of the school is kind of set by the principal and everyone kind of knows how to be on the good side of the principal or what the principal would want or what the principal would not want. And I think that's what you've gotten with the Obama Department of Justice and FBI. I think that's what you get with the Biden Department of Justice and FBI. They are the principal. They expect and understand a certain culture and a, and a certain set of behaviors, a certain squint at those of certain parties. I think that's what's happened. It is called politicalization, and I think that is what has suffused these, um, these organizations, much like what Frank Church turned up with the CIA in 1975. No, absolutely, Seth. Here's one thing I'm glad for. I'm glad that Eric Trump is holding uh, uh, an, uh, an ace up his sleeve and they didn't turn off that video at Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> yeah. Because you're going to see some things that are going to be embarrassing, I do believe, that uh, uh, is going to maybe even taint anything that they did uh, when he releases that. Uh, uh, they're holding that ace in the hole right there. Yeah. And thank God they have that. Yeah, thank gosh. Thank, thank gosh. They have cameras, we have cameras, right? That's right. It works, That's right. It works both ways in a fair society. <laughs> Thank you, John. Thank you for our, your service to our country. Uh, let's go to uh, Keith in Atlanta. Hello, Keith. Hey, Seth. How are you? I am fine. How are you? I'm doing okay, and I'm anxiously waiting for the speech. It's supposed to come in, what, about 40 minutes? Is that right? Uh, yeah, something like that. Uh, anyways, I'm less, I'm less excited hope... for this than you are. <laughs> I am really well, less excited. I, 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 don't, I wouldn't say that I'm excited. I'm going to be very attentive because I think that he's going to declare um, conservatives as basically social pariahs to this country. Of course, I that's right. Of that. course, that's right. The dehumanization, and, the, the social pariah, the untermenschen, the exact thing that fascists do to marginalize their opponents, he is going to do in calling us fascists. And we should have a Republican response. Yeah. And, and Republicans need to understand that is the very reason why we got Donald Trump, because the, um, the conservative voters got tired of Republicans not standing up for us. That's right. We got tired for eight years hearing Barack Obama. Hey, do you, have, you, can, do you have a minute and a half? Do you have a minute and a I half? I do. I, I, yeah, uh, hold, hold on. Just hold on one second. Kevin McCarthy uh, just put this out, and it looked pretty good. Questions he has for Joe Biden. See, see if this is getting close to what you're looking for, Keith. Let's do it together. Does President Biden think it is compassionate when a four-month-old infant and an 18-month-old toddler were left in the Arizona desert by smugglers? Or how about when 51 migrants died after being abandoned in a semi-truck in the Texas heat? Is it morally right that our children were forced to stay home from school while politicians dined out? Or when our kids did go back to school, does Joe Biden think our nation's values, 
tell us that it's no longer the content of our character that counts, but rather the color of our skin? When biological boys are allowed to compete in girls' sports, does President Biden think that is fair? When violent criminals get stimulus checks from Democrats' wasteful spending, does President Biden think that's right or defensible? Is it fair that historic inflation is causing Americans to get second jobs or go into credit card debt to pay for groceries or to drive their daughter to get chemotherapy? Of course, it is not. It's cruel. And honest Americans know this. They deserve better than to be demoralized for speaking out about what they know to be true. President Biden isn't interested in the truce. All he wants to do is change the subject from the pain Americans are facing. What do you think of that, Keith? That's that's a pretty close and good start, right? I mean, that is the MAGA agenda, by the way. As bad as Joe Biden wants us to wants American people to think MAGA is, that's what it is. That it's it's about you know fairness. It's about economic uh, security and uh, responsibility. It's about protecting our borders so that people aren't killed, uh, or whether or so that people in America aren't killed by the fentanyl, and so that children and others aren't trafficked. That's the agenda. That's it, isn't it? Yeah, but but he was still damp down. I mean, he he. What what I'm saying is, he needs to cut to the chase and say, Americans are tired of working and not catching up when um, when the Democrats are given uh, benefits to the ultra wealthy in the in America. The Republicans need to lay that out. I'm tired of saying that the Republican Party uh, gives the breaks to the wealthy. It's the Democrats who do that. It's the Democrats who gives a division between the working class and the ultra-wealthy. That gets, gets lessened when Republicans are in there. And and they got to start calling out for what it is. The Democrat Party needs to uh, exercise its demons of the past and finally come come out and, it, and apologize to America and beg for forgiveness for giving us the Ku Klux Klan and different racist things that they've done. The Democrat Party needs to own what they've done in these major cities to minorities and so forth, and own it and and promise to finally get uh, improve the the conditions for them. And republic and other thing Republicans need to point out is the the uh, inside trading that, and stuff like that that Nancy Pelosi gets. How how did she how did her wealth just amplify over a short period of time? How how. People like Liz Cheney, her wealth, you know, we're tired of the us and them yeah. mentality. Yeah. It's they get to get away with everything, but we don't. You, they, you made a great point. We're tired of us and them. They divide us and then blame us for disuniting the country. They claim they want a united country. They claim they want to avoid civil war. Meanwhile, they divide us economically, they divide us by race, they divide us by every category you can possibly imagine while speaking of unity. Good, It's a good point, Keith. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show, portions of which are brought to you by Balance of Nature. I take it every single day, 100% natural, 100%. 100% pure, potent plant power, a blend of 16 whole fruits and 15 whole vegetables. You just take it once a day, and you are raring 
to go. You take it in the morning, take it in the afternoon, take it whenever you like. But you take it once a day and you are boosting your health, your immunity, and your energy. And it won't take you weeks to know whether it's working. Days. Days. Balanceofnature.com. Best product I've ever taken. Make sure to use discount code BALANCE. Let's go to uh, Mike in Scottsdale. Hello, Mike. Hi, Seth. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Oh, great. Uh, hey, I um, have a, a, a question that's a little, I think it might have some complexity to the question, but I've been wondering about this ever since we lost the, well, we didn't really lose the election, but since uh, Trump didn't win. Um, I, I've always voted all my life. I walk in the building on voting day, sign my ballot, put it in the box and leave on voting day. And lately I've been wondering, should I vote early uh, or should I keep doing it that way? Seems like to me uh, it's elections already figured out three, three days to a week in advance um, because of the early vote. And I don't know. I don't know how to think about that. Uh, th- that last part, Mike, help me out or, or, or restate it. The elections already figured out three days in advance. Well, um, seems like they've they've already got a a system. Uh, I mean, if you want to just ta- put a tag on it of cheating. Oh, I see. What you're um, okay. You know, uh, they're they're gonna they're gonna do whatever they're gonna do. Well, and it's I already yeah, kinda, I, I take your and, point. And it's like I take your Fox, point. Yeah, go ahead. It's, it's like when Fox, you know, yeah. called the election yeah. for yeah. Yeah. for Biden and yeah. before anything happened. Yeah, and that was you know. No, I I take your point. Kind of, so my question, so. Do you go and vote um, in person or do you bring your ballot? You may have told me this. Or do you bring your filled in ballot and drop it off? No, I go and vote in person. Yeah, I okay. fill it out while I'm there. Yeah. And I drop my wife. My wife gets gets one in the mail. Yeah. And uh, and I, she takes hers in the same day. Yeah. But she drops hers in the box. I gotcha. Well, I think um, I, I you know, I, I don't I don't want to cast any aspersions. I, I, I think. I'll just tell you what my preference is because I kind of like the theater of it all. I, I like I like showing up um, on Election mm-hmm. Day. I, I just like to. I, I just it's a personal preference. I, I don't do it because of the concern you raised. I just do it because I I, I I'm a fan of seeing what other people. Are. I like seeing the democracy in action. Um, <laughs> but but, you know, the way you can do it now in voting by mail is you can track uh, online uh, your 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 ballot and see if it was registered and see if it was counted. Uh, so I think there's a people should be able to have a lot more confidence in it than they otherwise uh, might have in the past. Uh, notice that um, it 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 worked a little differently in certain respects uh, during our primary. Um, that you know election eve. I'm just remembering the governor's race election eve. It looked like uh, Karen Taylor Robeson was prevailing, but once they because that was what the early ballots, the mailed in ballots were showing. But then it took a couple of days, I think, didn't it take till Thursday, I think, till we got the final result where they were able to tabulate uh, those uh, that dropped off their ballots and voted in person. So it takes a little bit longer, obviously, if they're if they're um, if they're done on Election Day rather than mailed in ahead of time. Uh, so, so the result will look different no matter what, probably it's going to look different no matter what, probably, 
uh, based on based on the fact that we do allow, you know, mail in plus in person on day voting. I'm not the right person to ask about um, the trust in the system. I have at this point, I have trust that you if you can monitor your ballot, if you choose to when you mail it in that you can see its process the entire way through. You can, it's like tracking a package on Amazon or, or some other uh, online retailer. So I'm, I'm okay with it myself. So I'm not the right guy to ask if, you're, if, if, if you want a strong opinion one way or the other. I just go by preference. I hope that okay. helps. Okay. But, you know, the idea that you can track your ballot now, the way we have that set up, I think should give you confidence. Um, but I, I like showing up. I, I like being there. I like seeing people doing it. I like seeing what shenanigans people try to play, what shenanigans campaigns try to play by being within certain feet that they're not allowed to and that sort of thing. I just like doing it. I like doing it. And I'm okay actually waiting a day or two. I'd rather wait a day or two than have news organizations call it wrong too early. Uh, what's the old line? Let's do it right. Let's not do it right now. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. If you're looking for a remarkable investment opportunity with a great return for investors, check out my friends and our sponsors at Y Refi. They are offering up a fixed no load interest rate up to ten and a quarter percent return for investors, all in a secure and collateralized portfolio. A due diligence approved firm. The investors at Y Refi do really well by doing good for others. You can be a part of that too. Check them out at investyrefi.com. The word invest, the letter Y, R-E-F-Y.com. 855-316-3087 is their number. 855-316-3087. They're local. You can meet with them. You won't get a sales pitch. They'll just tell you about what it is that they do and let the rest speak for itself. I wonder if... uh, in the reporting on tonight's uh, speech where Joe Biden describes the MAGA movement as extreme, if any of the media will actually discuss the MAGA movement as it understands itself, if they might actually interview someone who knows something about the MAGA movement because they actually support it. Greg Price does a pretty good job. Um, If the reporters don't have a chance to do that, they can just go to his Twitter feed. It seems pretty Close to me. You tell me what here is extreme. Secure borders, fair elections, energy independence, tough on crime, saving babies, stopping genital mutilation of our children, putting parents first, giving parents educational choice, protecting constitutional rights, bringing manufacturing home, better trade deals, enforcing antitrust laws, fighting government corruption, stopping the funding of endless wars, and fixing social security. Tell me, really, what about that is extreme? That's going to be a discussion point, isn't it? Or will they just swallow hook, line, and sinker what Joe Biden thinks the MAGA movement is? Doug is in Maricopa. Hello, Doug. Well, hi, Seth. Another wonderful show. I want to thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yes. Well, you know, I think they're going to, they're just going to assert the extremism. Um, Because I have a couple questions. I mean, why wouldn't they? And why not? (laughs) I mean, no, I, I, I really mean that because 
you know, if, if we have to really look at, I'm, you know, I, again, I've said several times in the past, I don't want to be Eeyore, but we can attribute everything to the liberals, and, and it's all true. It's actually far worse than your gentlemanly way of presenting it. But until we look at ourselves, and, I, you know, I'm beginning to hear it being said in Charlie, Charlie Kirk's show, the person filling in for Sean Hannity and everything else, is that, and I've said this several times, I don't know if you remember, what's the difference between a conservative that is more interested in being polite than fighting and a liberal? Nothing. Because the liberal's agenda will win. It will always win. And so we have to look at it and say, and that's why I, I was so excited today when I heard the caller call with the passion that he called with earlier, is because we all got to begin to have that passion, you know, that drives us to get out and drive people to the polls and volunteer where we can to give a few extra dollars and everything. Because the liberals did not take over our institutions, we politely turned it over to them. Yeah, we we engaged in our own violation of the non-delegation clause of the Constitution. We delegated a lot of authority to them. I said in my monologue uh, yesterday, Doug, that I'm fond of paraphrasing the novelist Flannery O'Connor. You have to push as hard against the culture as pushes against you. We have to push harder. We have to push harder. Um, Not just as hard. We have to push harder. Because the pull and attraction they have... Uh, the the elite culture, the media, uh, the uh, the all, all all really all the institutions from education to the media to professional sports to the government uh, to entertainment to obviously quote unquote news, you know, the effect that they have on society is unquantifiable, literally unquantifiable. You you just go into a room, an average room of folks, um, you may or may not know. And I'm telling you right now, um, the majority, the majority are probably not going to be listeners to talk radio, and the majority will pick up what CNN and MSNBC and that endless loop feeds them, even if yeah. they're not political. Even if they're not yeah. political, that is what yeah. they swallow as the news. So yeah. when CNN or the president of the United States says that our movement is extreme. You know, I'm trying to remember, help me, Doug, or maybe maybe people out in the listening audience can help me uh, over the next couple of days. I'm trying to remember if actually Donald Trump ever called the Democratic Party extreme. If he did, no. it certainly didn't make big noise or big news. No, I don't remember that. I don't remember him calling the Democratic Party communists, and I don't remember him calling them socialists. Now, he may have called his political opponent certain things, but he didn't condemn half the countrymen, half his citizens, um, the way Joe Biden is doing. Um, So when the president says what he says about half the country being semi-fascist, or when Hillary Clinton calls them deplorable, um, it takes on a certain credence or credibility for people who aren't that political. I mean, 
to them, these are important people. These are senators, right? These yeah. are first ladies yeah. or yeah. vice presidents uh, or candidates for president. It takes on a certain credibility, which makes it all the more noxious, but also all the tougher to fight. Back to where you and I started, we have to fight harder. Right. We have to push up well, against all of that. Sometimes I sit back and wonder how it is a Republican gets elected anywhere, anytime, given the environment we live in. Well, I, I, I think what you're saying is 100% true. I would like to actually just put a subtle nuance on this, because you, like what you were saying, that Donald Trump uh, didn't, didn't call the Democrats socialists or communists. I don't think but he did. I don't think he did. No, no. But here's the most interesting thing. Let's just say he did. When when they call us fascists, which are you know really it, it's really fascism is, is a perverted form of socialism. It's really crony capitalism, and with an expanded, ever present government, you know, and that that is not conservatism. So and and they're doing it because it has the connotation of the of the white supremacy of the uh, Nazi era. But think of it this way. So they're trying to put a huge false connotation onto the MAGA movement. If someone was to call the Democratic Party socialist, I could, there are many loops on YouTube where politicians of the Democratic Party call themselves communists, I mean socialists. They say they're socialists. That special election in New York City they were saying that it proves that socialism yes. is the new party. Yes, yes, socialism party. is winning so, in America. That's what they so, said. They brag yeah. about it. They strut about it. Absolutely. They tell us who they are. We should not be condemned for calling them what they tell us they are. Absolutely right, Doug. Good point. I'm Seth. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leapson Show. I don't know how many times Joe Biden is going to use the word extreme uh, tonight, but um, he's going to be doing it from Philadelphia, where he says this is where it all started, where he needs, I guess, to go outside and get the story straight with the 1619 movement, which thinks it all started in 1619, not 1776. But when we're talking about extremism, Maybe we need to have a conversation about what kind of extremism we're talking about. In his letter from Birmingham jail, Martin Luther King uh, was addressing uh, the fact that he was called extremist. And he said, was not Jesus an extremist in love? Love your enemies, bless them that curse you, pray for them that despitefully use you. Was not Amos an extremist for justice? Let justice roll down like waters and righteousness like a mighty stream. Was not Paul an extremist for the gospel? I bear in my body the marks of the Lord. Was not Martin Luther an extremist? Here I stand. I can do no other. So help me God. Was not John Bunyan an extremist? I will stay in jail to the end of my days before I make a mockery of my conscience. Was not Abraham Lincoln an extremist? This nation cannot survive half slave and half free. Was not Thomas Jefferson an extremist. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. So the question Martin Luther King Jr. ended his letter with was not whether we will be extremists, but what kind of extremists we will be. Will we be extremists for hate or will we be extremists for love? Will be ex- will we be extremists for the preservation of injustice or will we be extremists for the cause of justice? Keep that in mind when you're called extreme. 
We have a tremendously interesting guest coming up. We've been talking about the problem of the chronic homeless problem. We've been talking a lot about the chronic homeless problem. It's a guy who's doing something different about it, something that has the potential to be hugely successful. You're not going to want to miss it. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 